From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. As businesses begin opening back up and more people are venturing out in public, how safe are things for cancer patients who are at increased risk for COVID-19? I'm talking about this with medical oncologist Dr. Sam Benjamin from the Upstate Cancer Center. Welcome to HealthLink on Air, Dr. Benjamin. Thank you. So if I have cancer and I'm still in treatment, is it safe for me to go out now? It's a good question, Amber. I think there, you know, it depends on each individual patient, uh, what sort of treatment they're undergoing, uh, and uh, their risk will vary depending on those factors. Um, uh, like anything else, um, patients' comorbidities and, uh, you know, uh, so other, so there are other medical conditions um, and how immunocompromised they are from the treatment that they're receiving will dictate that. For example, uh, patients who are undergoing would be called cytotoxic chemotherapy. So uh, traditional uh, chemotherapy uh, uh, patients who tend to have uh, more, more often lower blood counts and lower white blood cell counts so that they would be certainly at more risk than those who would be, say, undergoing uh, like anti-hormonal treatments for their breast cancer, for example, uh, where their immune system is relatively intact. Um, we also uh, are in the era of um, targeted therapies and immunotherapy, so uh, they tend to do better in terms of their Im uh, immunity and uh, retaining the immune system the general rule, patients undergoing active treatment for their cancer can be more immunocompromised due to the underlying cancer itself. We've known that for a while, and we've also had early uh, data uh, when COVID um, pandemic started that patients who've had a history of treatment for cancer and who even had a history of chemotherapy, not necessarily undergoing chemotherapy at the time, were at some somewhat an increased risk. Um, I haven't seen any recent data looking at it more, more thoroughly, but yes, I think there's a general uh, understanding that there is, that's the case. So when we talk about cancer patients being at increased risk, it all comes down to their immunocompromised state. And did I hear you correctly that cancer can cause that on its own? It's not just treatment for cancer? Uh, that is right. And by that, I mean those who have uh, uh, active uh, cancer. And so, in, in a sense, you know, if you've had breast cancer or you had a history of breast cancer 10 years ago and you may be still taking an anti-estrogen pill, uh, you know, that the risk may be very, very small compared to someone who is uh, who has stage four breast cancer or stage four cancer of any sort uh, and undergoing chemotherapy. So, there is, you know, so there is a, uh, there's definitely a variability there, right? And so a person could be on chemo or be undergoing radiation or immunotherapy. With stem cell transplant recipients, they would also be at risk too, right? Certainly. So transplant patients are always going to be at uh, significantly increased risk. And that's one of the reasons why uh, uh, bone marrow transplant team um you know, uh, kind of uh, put a halt to certain uh, transplants for a uh, for a little while, except for emergent uh, reasons. So, uh, you know, so the, yeah, they are at especially increased risk for sure, and that's a good point because they 
they are severely immunocompromised. Now, what about someone that's several years out from cancer treatment? You know, they were treated successfully 10 years ago. Do, do they have to consider themselves higher risk still? Um, you know, again, I think there's some data that maybe if they receive chemotherapy as part of that uh, as part of the treatment protocol that in the past that they may be, uh, but I think they're still at lower risk than someone, significantly lower risk than someone who is actively getting treatment right now. And, uh, you know, uh, but certainly slightly, uh, somewhat at increased risk compared to people who've never had treatment, for sure, yeah. All right, well, let me bring us back to talking about uh, someone who's actively in treatment now. As things start opening back up and the weather's much nicer, um, is it safe to go to open air spots like parks and beaches? So I think as long as they take, uh, as, uh, as, as long as you take uh, common sense uh, precautions, uh, where you continue to maintain social distancing uh, and uh, preferably wearing a mask, uh, if you're going to be uh, uh, to avoid coming in con very close contact with folks, uh, I think it should be safe. Uh, open air should be safe. Uh, the more recent CDC guidance says that the the transmission uh, rate uh, from surfaces is uh, more limited than they may have thought. It's mainly droplets. Um, so I think uh, certainly want to be, be able to way risk versus benefits. And so there's a lot of benefit for cancer patients, even those who are undergoing active treatment to take advantage of the nicer weather to go on walks and fresh air. And so, you know, I think there's a balance. Uh, so I wouldn't categorically uh, by any means say they shouldn't. Um, uh, uh, open spaces with where you can uh, maintain social distancing uh, is, uh, you know, and then of course, the the, uh, the uh, recommended hygiene practices of uh, of washing hands and uh, things of those sort, uh, things of that sort are going to be uh, helpful and important as well. Now, hand sanitizer, um, uh, from what I understand, hand washing with soap and water is the best way to, sa to yeah, clean your hands. It remains the best way, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But is the sanitizer more necessary to keep with you if you've got a cancer diagnosis? I, I think it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, makes sense uh, that when you can always uh, have access to a you know uh, to uh, running water, uh, it certainly is a good idea. But I think open spaces like parks and uh, and going on long walks uh, where you're uh, sure, where you're pretty sure that you can maintain social distancing is is uh, safe for most patients. This is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with medical oncologist Dr. Sam Benjamin from the Upstate Cancer Center. So let's talk about how safe it is to go to doctor's appointments because I, I know some offices have been doing sort of remote appointments, but as we enter the phases of reopening, more doctor's offices are having patients come to the office. So what's being done to assure that patients are safe if they have a compromised immune system? Yeah, so here at the Upstate Cancer Center, we have a, 
a very rigorous protocol in place where we are screening patients right at the entrance, uh, screening with questionnaire, with a uh, short questionnaire, and uh, meaning um, you know making sure patient, uh, no one gets comes into the facility with uh, who's had a, a fever or cough. So, and then um, so uh, loop surgical masks are still uh, required. Uh, for both providers, patients, uh, and even guests, right? Um, and we are minimizing uh, uh, family and uh, uh, non-essential visits. So, so I think we've taken a lot of precautions as an institution uh, that's applicable to the cancer center as much as it is for the entire uh, university hospital system. In terms of office visits, uh, what we have done in oncology is try to, as much as possible, to minimize uh, person-to-person uh, -person physical visits uh, by utilizing uh, telemedicine um, and been quite successful. I think uh, we continue to have an uptake of around 30% um, uh, in terms of all office visits. Uh, uh, so patients who do not who do not require infusional services, so patients who do not need to come in for uh, chemotherapy or immunotherapy infusions, those who are on um, oral medications, targeted therapies, hormonal treatments, we've been able to minimize their need for in-person visits. Um, so we've been able to cut down on the traffic uh, foot traffic into the uh, cancer center. Uh, we have been relatively successful even in the infusional space to do so. Um, there was a recent survey of around 55 cancer centers across the country. And I'm happy to say we've, we've, uh, we've uh, done better than most by cutting down the infusional volume by 16% compared to less than 10% in many cases in other centers. I think part of what we can do successfully is to continue to uh, utilize uh, you know, technology, um, uh, telemedicine technology to, uh, to minimize uh, in-person visits as much as we can. What do you advise cancer patients or cancer survivors to do if they suspect they might be infected with COVID-19? Are they supposed to call their cancer doctor or their primary care doctor? Before each visit, especially if they're going to come in for an in-person visit, we uh, over the phone we do screen uh, patients beforehand before they even come uh, before they even uh, uh, hit the entry point. Um, so they can contact their oncologist or their primary care physician, and we have uh, we have the hotline numbers that they can call where they can still get screening done and avoid having to come into the facility itself. Now, we've talked a lot about patients themselves, but in terms of their household contacts, their spouses or children or parents, um, what do you advise in terms of the household people? Can they go out and interact? Can they go grocery shopping safely Can and then come back home? Are there extra measures that they need to take to try to help the cancer patient or survivor stay healthy? Yeah, that's an excellent question because uh, unfortunately we know that around 50% of these uh, of cases are asymptomatic carriers. Um, and so uh, obviously we'll, we don't live in isolation. So our cancer patients live as in, 
in a household where there will be uh, family members who need to go back to work, uh, you know, grocery shopping. Uh, you know, to us, it's. Uh, I think uh, if they have family members younger, um, uh, either children or grandchildren, who can do grocery shopping for them uh, and deliver them to the uh, to their doorstep, that's great. Um, but then when it comes to really immediate family members who live with them, uh, like spouses or even children or grandchildren, uh, that can be much more of a challenge, you know. I think it's going to be very, very difficult to completely avoid exposures to immediate family members. Do you recommend that cancer patients get tested? I would say uh, no. Well, thank you so much to Dr. Sam Benjamin from the Upstate Cancer Center. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink On Air.